Are you ready for Christmas? If I had a dollar for every time I've been asked that in the last two weeks, I would be very rich. And I always answer the question in the exact same way, ready as I'm ever going to be. But before we jump into Christmas, let's say a word about where we have been this Advent. If you remember this year, our Advent homily series is entitled A Light Shines in Darkness. We remember that we are a people who walk in darkness, as the prophet Isaiah told, and that for us a light has shown, a great light. And we will hear those words once again in just a few days. We are a people who walk in darkness in, in various forms, and Jesus is our light. Through these weeks, we have considered how hope and joy and peace are all lights that light our way in this land of gloom. They're all ways by which Jesus shines his light upon us. If you remember last Sunday, we talked about peace, the peace that comes from living in right relationship with God, that this Peace of our relationship with God is a light shining amidst the darkness. That the peace that our relationship with God brings us is not a lacking of something, a lacking of war or violence or difficulty, but rather a positive presence, the positive presence of God in our lives, which brings us peace, despite all of those other things that may be happening. Today, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, we're going to talk about love. Now, love is something which is so much misunderstood in our modern world. In the Greek language, there are four words for love. And each of those love, each of those words expresses a different level of love. In our English language, we only have one word. So I can say, I love pizza, but I can also say, I love my mother and father. Hopefully, I love those things differently. (laughs) But we just have one word to express love. So what is the love that we're talking about today? What is the love... that shines its light in our world. Well, like hope that we talked about on the first Sunday of Advent, love is also a theological virtue. It often goes by the name charity. Love or charity is implanted in our hearts at baptism. That's why we call it a theological virtue. It comes from God. And the Catechism says that This theological virtue of charity enables us to love God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves. It allows us to love God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves. In today's gospel, we heard about St. Joseph. And St. Joseph exemplifies this virtue of love how it is lived out in our relationship with God and 
in our relationship with our fellow man. We hear that Joseph is betrothed to Mary. And in the ancient Jewish world, betrothal was sort of like the first step in the marriage process. Once the couple was betrothed, it was expected that they would be faithful to each other. It's sort of like an engagement that we have today. But then something unbelievable happens. Joseph learns that Mary is with child. And we're told that because he is a righteous man, he's going to divorce her quietly. Well, strict righteousness in the Jewish law meant that an adulterous woman was to be stoned to death. So clearly, St. Joseph does not think that this applies in this particular situation. Rather, he finds himself in an interesting position. He finds himself as being unworthy to be part of what is going on. Obviously, he would have seen the great holiness of Mary. He would have understood that God was doing something in her life, and he finds himself unworthy to be part of that. So he simply tries to remove himself quietly from the situation. Until the angel intervenes and tells him what to do. So we see here that St. Joseph clearly loves God above all things. He doesn't want to interfere in this situation because he feels himself unworthy, but yet he's willing to do what God asks of him when it becomes clear. He also loves Mary in a great way and loves her as himself. He doesn't want anything bad to happen to her. This is the love which is called charity. The love by which we love God above all things and our neighbor as ourselves. So let's ask the question today, how do we love God above all things? Well, I could give many, many examples of how we do that. But I'd like to focus on simply one. The one way that we can love God above all things is by making him a priority in our lives. In the 21st century, we're pulled in so many different directions. Work, school, family, you name it. This time of the year, we probably feel, feel pulled in even more directions by the busyness of Christmas. And even God can slowly fall down on our list of priorities. Perhaps our prayer, perhaps in attending Mass, perhaps in giving time to the church. But when we love God above all things, he's number one on our list. That everything else revolves around him because he is the center and ground of our lives. Then we ask ourselves, how do we love others as ourselves? I'd like to suggest that perhaps in this season of Christmas, we could do that by reaching out to relatives or perhaps people that we find to be difficult. We'll probably be spending a lot of time with family over the next few days. 
Perhaps there's a family member that really knows how to push your buttons. But wouldn't it be wonderful if we use that gift, that virtue of love, to be of service to them, to hold our tongue when we feel like speaking, or perhaps speaking a kind word to them that may or may not even be reciprocated. Being of service to others because of our love that comes from God can be a great gift to them. St. John tells us in his letter that God is love. And God takes a piece of that love of him and implants it in us at our baptisms, that theological virtue. And that virtue of love is a light shining in our darkness because it helps us to love God, to put him first, and to love our brothers and sisters as ourselves. So we come back to that original question, are you ready for Christmas? And I really hope that that answer is yes, because you know and have come to believe that Jesus is your light shining in the darkness.